Hello and welcome to the Dave and Josh show. How are we doing today, Dave? Chilling. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty good, man. Um, I've been, uh, yeah, we've been quite busy actually because um, of exams and stuff because we're still students at the end of the day. But um, I was able to do them in uh, The Hague. So I was, I was gone for a minute. And uh, yeah, I feel pretty like refreshed. Yourself? Yeah, I, th- I think we kind of needed something like that. I mean, these um, these sets of exams we've kind of been working towards for the past week, so that's why we didn't end up doing a podcast last week. So apologies for that. That sounds like an excuse. It is. An excuse, <laughs> to be we could have got one in. But... Yeah, we could have, but we just didn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, but um, one thing that we were watching a lot of up until um. Now. Up until exams, we were watching World's Toughest Prisons. Yeah, with uh, Raphael Rowe. And I've been in prison for 12 years of my life for a murder I did not commit. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, he, he's, he's a bit cringy, not going to lie. But w- what I like about the show is um, he really you get a really good insight on the different prisons that he goes to, you know. Uh, which kind of leads us to... What will be de- well, what, blah, blah, blah. what will we what we will be talking about today, which is uh, which penitentiary system works the best in our opinion, obviously. Yeah, and obviously it's also quite difficult to um, to kind of make a judgment on it because that's one of the things you definitely notice in in the Netflix series is um, he goes to loads of different countries to see different prison systems. Yeah, but they all have varying budgets, so. Even though one system might be the best in a, in kind of a majority of opinion, it might not be possible in all cases. Like in Lesotho, they literally had like barely anything. They, yeah. It was almost like medieval times. Yeah, they yeah, were the, cooking in pots the, the, and stuff. The prison commissioner even said that they they don't meet the standards to be called a qualified prisoner because they just have a lack of funding. It's also because the country is quite... Uh, it's just dealing with a lot of poverty right now. But... Um, one prison system that really interested me was this German prison. It's like a maximum prison. And what they did was they, instead of like just putting prisoners into prisons and they had to deal with time, what they did was they put them in like a therapy group and they would, they would put one prisoner in the middle and all the other prisoners would, uh, kind of like, uh, like circle around them and they would ask him questions about the crime that he committed, the reason why he's in prison. And they would kind of actually like scrutinize uh, uh, his justification to why he did that. And quite a lot of the time, these prisoners, they actually didn't feel attacked because the ones that were telling them um, that they were wrong were prisoners themselves, the people that are also done the same kind of act. Um, and it actually gave them more of an insight on their acts. And they actually were able to see new kind of ways to deal with uh, uh, such situations instead of like breaking someone's jaw well i think the key thing about a kind of therapy like that is it's more of a discussion because you're talking with kind of equals i guess you could say people that have also committed crimes rather than you're being told by some sort of authority because there are definitely some kind of more um let's just say harsh prisons I mean, like, the one we saw in Mauritius took a very different approach. Only not only up until, like, so about three years ago. Up until three years ago, it was pretty chilled out, and they could kind of do as and want, as, well, basically what they want in Mauritius in this prison. Dealing drugs, you know, like, it was all, all this illegal stuff going on. And then they got the new um, commissioner, 
who basically came in with like full SWAT teams, took down all of the prisoners and basically started a whole new, I guess you could say prison regime almost. And so I guess you see two different sides of it. Do you have, do you really punish people? Because at the end of the day, they've committed a a crime and they should be in prison, right? And prison, uh, the saying that they always use is, this is prison, this ain't mama's house. (laughs) And so, I don't know, I think... It really depends. Like, I think if you are on kind of like death row or like you're, you've got a life sentence, yeah, I think you should be punished pretty hard because, well, that's it. But I feel if you are expecting to leave the prison and go back into society, then there needs to be like a proper uh, some like rehab uh, program in there. Because at the end of the day, if a prisoner comes in and you punish him, punish him, punishment, that's all he's learned in prison, punishment, right? I've done this wrong, I've done this wrong, and you don't actually give him any, anything else. So when you put them in society, well, they don't have any tools that can help them, right? Um, but w- what I liked about, is, for example, the prison in uh, Mauritius or like some prisons in Norway even where they have like a big... Um, um, kind of workshop where they allow prisoners to actually work on new skills or current skills they have, right? And one 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 example I can think of is uh, this prisoner in Mauritius. He became like he got, he loved baking or something, and he ended up um, being like the best bakery in uh, or be- best bake in Mauritius while being in prison. And now he's actually got a business plan where he's like, okay, when I come out of prison, I'm gonna start a bakery. Because that program is in there, he's actually, like, the idea of him being in prison has worked. But if you're constantly punishing someone, man, like, and you don't offer anything back, then the only thing they can fall back to is their old tricks, which led them to prison in the first place. It's just a cycle. And you see this in America. A lot of the uh, incarcerated uh, people are, end up actually being reincarcerated again after leaving prison. Right? It's pretty common. So... Well, I mean, that's, I think, the the key thing is that you need an incentive to change because there's a few different kind of um, points you touched on there. One, I think a lot of it depends on the type of people that go to prison. A lot of people that go to prison have had a very difficult upbringing in a, in a lot of senses yeah, where general, the harshness yeah. is kind of always there. So they don't see an opportunity to change. And you need that incentive to change because at the end of the day, what should the the overarching goal be of prison systems. And I think that is to reduce crime. Is that wrong? No, I, I can't see any way reason for that to be wrong. And if the whole idea is to reduce crime, like you said, if you continually punish people, then they're just going to be more likely to recommit after. Whereas if you show them that actually they have a talent or they've got a certain skill that can be very beneficial in the outside world and they actually see a way out, like light at the end of the tunnel sort of thing, you know? How how would you do that, right? Like, because at the end of the day, everyone's got their own set of skills that are unique and that makes them unique. But you've got a basically an institution filled with like 100,000 plus men or women um, or both. And you're going to have to tell each individual that they are unique. That's a lot of funding, right? And to be honest, I feel like a lot of prison commissioners, they don't view their prisoners as humans they view them as almost like lower than human at times animals animals yeah well Well, they don't really necessarily treat them because they've got like rights and everything but 
Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's easier said than actually done because you have to tell every individual person and you have to find their talent too. And then you got to find them a space to do that talent, which is kind of limited when they can only stay within one institution, which is the prison, right? I mean, logistically, I can understand it, actually. You're right. It's very difficult to find because everyone's individual skills can be so varied that you're not going to be able to exactly. find everyone's individual skills. And also, these, skills. like, to be honest, some of these people have probably skills, but just in the wrong things. Like, I don't know, they know how to make meth, you know? They, I'm not saying all of them do, and maybe you got to find, but a lot of the skills that they already have are kind of the reason why they're in prison, if you think about it, right? True, because that's all they know. And that's the bigger difficulty is actually, yeah, as you say, discovering the new skills. And perhaps, but I don't think the... If, if you have a talent, you don't need to be... Do you really need to properly find that talent now, is the question. If you're in prison, and as you say, you've got to really kind of separate those that are in prison for life and those that are actually coming out. Because if you're in prison for life, that's almost a bit... It's a different story, you know? Yeah. The, the crime that you've committed must be extremely Genius, bad, yeah. and you're not. You, there's no point because you're not going to be re-entering society anyway. Okay, so that's fine. You discard that. But I think a lot of people in life just kind of just have a job simply as a means of paying the rent of supporting the family not that they're exceptionally good at what they do we just see the people that are exceptionally good at what they do like a lot of people in businesses i think are there a lot of people hate their job like if you look at the statistics a lot of people really don't like what they do and they simply do it because that's what they can do so, so i think perhaps part of it could be that we have to find their skill, but the other part of it can be showing them kind of values of family and like... True, but you also, like, you kind of... I'm not saying all of them, but you're, you're in general, you're I'm kind of talking to sociopaths. They don't, like, that value of family may not mean anything to them because the value of someone else's feelings and opinions doesn't matter to them. They're They're just like, yeah, whatever, like, I do what I want, right? So... Trying to cut, overcome that stubbornness could also be pretty uh, hard. But one thing I think prison, like uh, penitentiary system, should really put in place is um, offering jobs. I've noticed that a lot of the prisons that uh, we've watched on um, World's Toughest Prisons, in order to get a job, you kind of have to know someone that knows someone that knows someone to lead you to that job, right? You can't just sign up anywhere and just be part of the job. It's kind of a program. Um, I don't know, maybe in some systems, but I I've, I saw, I've noticed that it seemed to be hard to get a job on the prison at times, you know? And I think they should make that a lot more accessible to the point that they you're almost pushing prisoners uh, to getting the jobs because you're like, well, you're doing fuck all anyways. Do something. And that's something that one prison in Paraguay does really well. I forgot what it's called. But because of the lack of funding, there was, I think one security guard for like 130 prisoners or something yeah, right i think it's 125 or 100, something some like, that, shit yeah. like that and because of that the prisoners are kind of left on their own right but what we see is a prison that's working as like a full society like there are restaurants that prisoners have started up there's a tattoo party that a prisoner has started up in the prison and because in a sense, they've kind of been forced to work because if you don't work, you're homeless in a prison. And these guys are eating literally trash, uh, as we saw in the film, or they're they're just smoking crack openly. And because of that pressure, you see quite a lot of prisoners actually earning more money than they did outside of prison, right? One guy, um, 
he was caught uh, uh, dealing like loads of drugs. And now he started a restaurant business. Uh, he's got his own chamber, which he offers rent uh, out to other prisoners. Uh, I don't know. He's got kind of like a big boss man. And he even admitted that he's more successful there. And now when he steps out of prison, yes, because that prison, the way it's run is wrong. But he has like the change that it has created in those prisoners is kind of the right way. So maybe I'm not saying that we should you know, get rid of all fundings for all prisons. But one thing that they should do is actually uh, creating kind of like an autonomous f uh, feel to the prison. And Norway does really well with that, where prisoners have the keys to their own um, uh, prison uh, cell. It's like a dorm. Basically. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like a dorm. There's an open area, their jobs area. There's even a supermarket, I think, in Norway or something. And it, it acts like a normal society because you put them in a normal society, you f they continue to follow the rules of society. So when they leave prison, it's still the same. The same rules still apply. Unlike where some people have to adjust to the prison society, then when they leave prison, they have to readjust to uh, the normal society, which can be very mentally straining and just difficult. Yeah, I can. I got to agree. There's a, there's a few things that you mentioned. The one in Paraguay. Because the, uh, the guy was making like something like 2.5k a month, yeah. like US dollars, which is pretty that's good. a good way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for someone that's in prison too, yeah? Yeah, exactly. He's earning pretty decent money. But the only thing with that is that, as you said, there was like one prison guard for 125 prisoners. And we saw like what is kind of the top dog. And the other parts that we saw, which was kind of like the underground city, and we thought it was really cool. Okay, yeah, they're working hard, but they're a minority, like, the majority of the prisoners were just literally out, like, doing drugs openly. And so I think... I don't think... Well, look, I don't think that was a majority. I Like, the thing did is... Did you we not don't, think that was a majority? The thing is, the thing is, what I saw, to be honest, was I saw a lot of other prisoners... Obviously, you know, what we see on Netflix has been framed. Like, they want us to see certain things more than others. But I didn't feel that there was... A large, large majority that were always like that were just kind of in the poor part. I think they were called the Tinglado uh, guys or something like that. That's interesting cause because I really got what, another impression. Really, because I when I looked at it, I I did see yes, there were still a lot of guys that were you know kind of homeless in that prison, but there were also a lot of guys that are actually trying to work their way up because they didn't want to be in the Tinglado. Because in the Tinglado, you literally slept on the floor, you ate trash, like. That kind of pressure added a lot of other pressure to people. Like, nah, I'm going to eat good, you know, like, and there are other services that provide better food. So I think, I think, in a, I, I would say the percentage is probably kind of, uh, how do you say, like equal to each other. Like you have a little bit here, a little bit there and a little bit there. I think the only thing they have to change in Paraguay is just kind of the safety part. I, I've got to say, that's the thing. I kind of... I've got to say, one thing that I really read, uh, or I'm not sure whether it was actually on World's Toughest Prisons on one of the first episodes you watched, I, I saw about a prison where they had bikes, right, in the prison, like some of the static bikes. And when you cycled for a certain amount of time, it would take like a, uh, a bit off your sentence. But you're doing it because it produces electricity. So in like smaller countries, if you can implement a scheme like that, then you're making yourself kind of useful and you're reducing your sentence at the same time. Yeah, it's not very, um, it might not be very thought-provoking work, but it's it's something, you know, you're actually doing something and you're, you're getting pretty fit. The one thing that I've got to say about, I have to disagree a little bit about the system in Paraguay. Well, I thought it was 
quite interesting how they've got like an entire underworld. I feel that you need some sort of control. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I that think, was the one thing that I really because yeah. like people everyone were getting, had knives. Like, yeah, everyone had knives. People were getting stabbed. It was pretty common there. Like, like I agree, weekly. but I think that's why I pointed out at Norway because Norway kind of has that, but they've got a more controlled version of it. You know what I mean? They've got a society in the prison already. I forgot. Wait, let me search up what the. Um, well, while you're searching it up, the one thing about Norway is, I feel like you kind of need something a bit in between. You need the prisoners to have the freedom to be able to develop skills and actually use those skills in the outside world. Because we saw another prison in the Ukraine and there was like actually people that were like, the, some of these prisoners were firefighters, remember? Yeah. For the prison. Yeah, oh yeah. But, and they can't, they got told that they're not, they're not allowed to use those skills on the outside. So I think that's wrong. And I think part, like, part of that view is just that most of the prison officers don't really care due to lack of funding. But um, I think you need somewhere that's kind of in between Norway and something that's a little bit strict, almost like just an incentive scheme. Well, you know, you know how you get bonuses at work. Yeah. I think that you should get benefits if you you should get rewarded for if you're good in prison with jobs and stuff like that, and then be able to build your life up like that. But I don't think you should can constantly kind of punish prisoners. No, I think if you really want to like stop. Uh, the number of people that are going into prison you gotta you kind of sorry you kind of have to fix society at first because a lot of the reasons why a lot of these guys are going into prison are because of their background you know because they had an abusive dad or mother or whatsoever and i think prison should start implementing more like out like not outlooks but more in looks if that makes any sense into the prisoner's own psyche so they understand why they act a certain way and because if you really understand how to control your emotions and your thoughts because quite a lot of these times these prisoners are people that just can't control their emotions that's why they kill people someone right like someone that can control themselves wouldn't kill someone right and by adding more of those kind of understanding yourselves uh program you could actually get somewhere i think but yeah yeah i mean the one thing that i kind of really want to touch on before we wrap it up a little bit is we're obviously biased we we have never been in a in that kind of situation where it's been like imagine it was one of our like you don't have any siblings but or you, say your cousin for you my brother or my sister or like imagine it was someone really close to you that was killed by one of these prisoners. Yeah. Obviously, we'd have a very different take on it. And so we're very biased in all of our opinions and what we're saying here because, well, we've never really been impacted by crime in that way where it's been like emotionally impactful. Because I can imagine if it was like my brother that had got killed by a prisoner, I would never want to see him walking the streets again. And I'd want him to be punished harshly. So I can understand why there's that lack of... Um, why that? Why that's that divide in how prisons should be run, and I don't know whether it's right for like I'm not gonna make any judgments on who's right and who's wrong because I don't think there is a right or wrong. It's just subjective opinion. Okay. Well, I think that's it for today. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, we'll catch you next time, and um, we hope you enjoyed this show. See yeah, ya. hope you enjoyed it. See ya.